That was not planned. It's supposed to be like this. Welcome back to 4Geeks by Geeks, the place where geeks come to geek out. As always, I am Bozer, and Melon is bullshit. God, that's stupid. This is, this T, this is why I want to switch to OBS, because if I had clicked the video, it wouldn't just end the previous video before going to the next one. It would have just gone to the next one, as is meant to happen. Anyway, this is your Monday Night Geek Out sesh, except it's that one time a month where... I don't geek out with a professional. I geek out with my best friend T. <laughs> with his regret. <laughs> <laughs> Be like, wow, this uh, either you know something fucked up the schedule, somebody canceled, or <laughs> I got lazy and just couldn't figure it out. Anybody to hang out with? <laughs> I need my fallback option. Are you free? You free? Hey, bro, you free? Three a.m. You up? Hey, I haven't texted you that in a whole week. Question mark. I know, it makes me feel unloved, to be completely honest with you. Okay. How do I know you still find me attractive if you don't hit me up? I don't know, I try to tell you you're pretty every chance I get, but... I'm glad somebody does. I guess that's not... (laughs) 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 At no one in the chat currently. (laughs) Also, why was that intro so long? Uh, Because it's a longer one that I, I just threw in. And then I also ran and fixed myself a new drink. That was the longest intro in the world. Normally on a Geek Out sesh, we would have pictures of the guests. It would be... Actually, I did extend it a little longer, but I would try to start it a little earlier. Alec, uh, but, what's a prosianol? Yeah. What's a what? What's a prosianol? Prosianol artist. If you don't know, you shouldn't ask. Damn, you're right. I shouldn't ask. But this is your Monday Night Geek Out session. Normally, we we'll be talking to you artists. We talk about cosplayers, streamers, professionals, game designers. And instead, you're just going to hang out with us. This is your just chatting moment of the week. <laughs> or the month, I guess. Set up all these things, and then, then there's, there's, there's us. <laughs> well, you know, when, when someone so happens to stumble upon this podcast or this YouTube I want them to know what they should then immediately scroll to. (laughs) (laughs) There is better things on the internet, on this channel even. We're the show that, like, I can't fucking find anything to watch. I'm like, I guess I'll watch these fucking idiots until I fall asleep or find something better to do. Yeah. That's our niche. I think it works for it. (laughs) (laughs) That was a good one. (laughs) Um, Sorry, we missed... Alex, ask me anything. He said, T, did you like the picture I drew of you? You drew a picture of me? What? You didn't see? You didn't know? I've been off the internet pretty heavily as of late, so no. Did you happen to see his t-shirt designs? As a professional, yes. Realistically, I'm not well, we're, let's scroll through them real quick. Because let's do that, so I don't look like an idiot who this was on the pay list. Attention to his own community. This was on the list that I wanted to go through because we still have a few more days, a couple more days actually, of voting for your favorite T-shirt designs. So let's show the kids 
what we're doing. We are in the middle of a contest for the first annual community t-shirt design contest. It's a very long name. We're workshopping it. It's season one. Okay. And so you can do so by... I, I got too many screens. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Oh, there we go. Holy crap, 32. Okay. Um, you can go to our Instagram or even our Discord. And you can vote for your favorite designs. All you got to do is comment with your favorite number on the Instagram or react to your favorite designs. You could do both if you're as a part of both or even on our Facebook, which I don't even think we have a command for Facebook because why would we? Let's find out. Nope. Nope. Are we going to add one? Nope. Eh. Who needs Facebook? Fuck Facebook. I say Sorry, that so it's, sir, it's regularly. Meta. Oh, my bad. Put That's why. Try, try, try a command meta. See what happens. <laughs> I feel like I need to put my screen so I can look at... A bunch of shit emojis. The designs. There we go. Now I can now I can look at our designs. So these were designs that were all given and submitted to us. Um, these are all original artworks. We gave about a month to do so, and we've got uh, six great designs here. So we're gonna go through them. We've got this one by our main okay. Oceana. That is on Dresh as the broker. I like it. She's mixed. It gives me Darth Revan vibes. Okay, I can see that. Um, she actually added the, the hi, uh, what are they? Hi, called? John. What's up, buddy? What's up, John? Welcome. We're just chatting. We're just hanging. We're going through the t-shirt designs. We're about to see yours. Um, what are what are these called? Runes. runes. Thank you. Runes. I just couldn't tell who the runes were. Alec, I'm 100% removing that command just ahead <laughs> Thank you, Alec, for attempting to be helpful for us. <laughs> so, yeah, this is Andresh as the broker. She's I like these kind of FGBG runes here. Why is Mixed with technical difficulties. Difficulties. Verbal difficulties, technical difficulties. Technical difficulties. In my mouth. Because every time we have technical difficulties, it's Andresh's fault from here on out you're not wrong i feel like regardless of how this plays out that should be our thursday night technical difficulty screen done done deal i'll get with Oceana. yeah she'll give me the assets and i'll make it work uh next is from dsb i re i love the fact that he turned this into a shirt because he did this on his wwe account yeah um and it's now in my wish list because i now want to play wwe games again um so i saw this and i was like i could go back to playing a wrestling game again just because i want to download this um and fight for that title i like and, the positioning of it that makes it that much better that was mrs bozer's idea i shot her about mrs. it and she's Bozer's like oh you should put it really low on the shirt i said that's a great idea that's close. You don't see a lot of that. I don't know if I've ever had a shirt with solid and then designed down at the bottom. I like that. I and maybe it. if it's a winner, then we add a little zhuzh to the top. Just a little bit. You know, just, a little, just a little. Something small. A little salt bay action. And here's John's. 
Okay. Look at these callbacks to our kingdom come. Oh god, now I gotta think. What would the tree be? So this was Balor. Yeah. Um, that was Tucker. Okay. Oh, is that what a snickerdoodle looks like? Yeah, actually. I'm gonna keep it up. Like, I've never had a snickerdoodle. Um very so I don't much. know what they look like. We can play a wrestling game. Alright, guys, I'm out. Sorry, I got other things I can do. Ooh. <laughs> He's going to wrestle. <laughs> <laughs> you can find that. I don't mind. even mind. You be back in three minutes or a half hour, however long. Oh, I don't even need that much. I don't even need that much time. All right, so we've got Balor. Uh, we've got Tucker. But John, walk us through this design because I'm very interested. Actually, I don't. Like, I this spent so like much of necklace. my life writing Kingdom Come, and I am oh, drawing an. This is the Puka necklace. This is um, with the god. Uh, the Santa oh, Claus. Um. Alex God. Uh-huh. Um, do I have to take off my pants and look at my tattoo? Hold on. I think you do. She said three pumps, maybe. Nikolai. Who did Nikolai? Ah. Uh, we are so bad. It started with a P. Um, mm-hmm. I also uh, got to realize I can't stand up very high or some things are going to be on the internet. We don't really need those community guideline violations. You know what? We're trying to gain some more followers, so let it out. Listen, that's just going to be a disappointment for everybody. <laughs> Who the fuck did he follow? Pa uh, pa Paylor. Paylor, yes. Ah, thank you. <laughs> Pull that out of my butthole. All right, the tree was for Nix's shape-shifting misadventure. That's a good one. That's thank funny. Thank you. The puka necklace was for Paylor Nikolai. Fuck yeah. Okay, and the sword? Or was that the sexy dagger? <laughs> I forgot about the, the fucking dagger. The lusty dagger? I can I'm honestly got upset. I will never be able to go back because my memory is shit that it's never been something that like has not known and understood. Um But like even going back and re-listening to City of Mist, I'm like, oh I forgot about this. I can bring this back at some point. I will right. never have the ability to go back and like reinvest myself into kingdom come and re enjoy that because i love that story bias or not um it was such a fantastic campaign and it's just lost forever it's the good it's it's one of the great cities of the internet that has been lost and that's on me i'm gonna take i'll take that that's on me no, i apologize I mean, no Fun fact, something, uh, just because this is a just chatting and I can throw in whatever fucking random thought that comes to my mind anyways, because I'd mentioned to this this to you previously, uh, the sandbox thing I'm doing for Discord D&D, &D, um, yeah. uh, it's going to be set in Kingdom Come, so we can go back into that realm uh, and replay around with things. Oh, he says it's a soul-stealing sword of Zodak. And that's how oh, okay, linked him to, okay, respectable. That okay. was an actual D&D artifact. I don't remember what it was. Um, then, John, these uh, sticks? I don't remember. Who's left? Zock? Is that his, like... Uh, oh, the... Yep, okay. I could see that one. The immovable rod? I, I don't remember what his actual weapons are called. Um, may I feel... John, first and foremost, this is fantastic. Thank you for the submission. I feel like absolute shit that this all did not jump out to me because once it's spelled out, it all makes complete like, sense. Oh, duh. And it's I feel like a 
I feel like a jackass that we're making this man explain his artwork to us right now. About a campaign he designed it on us. Yeah, like, that's how short term my memory is. Yes, Zod's Rock. I like it. Got and it. it's also cool to see his interpretation of it. Yeah. Um, and I'm and the, John, this is obviously not me attacking you by any means. Um, like the sword, for example, um, I believe was a katana, but I don't know if that was ever like explicitly stated. I think um, it was, yeah. But still, that's his interpretation of it. Uh, Zox's weapons were intended to be like these baseball bat size things with, uh, um, I, I, I want to call them like, I don't know what the term is because it's like, I want to say metal bubbles to like give a fucking shitty description of it. Um, they, it, it was, uh, there's a term, there's a, there's a, almost like a club. It was like a club, a club, but very like it had, very heavy, yes, long, yes, with handles on um, the bottom. But basically, like, like a John bat. did not interpret that, and that's his own interpretation. I mean, I respect that Puka shells, I mean, are straightforward. Uh, that's the Bozer's, cool thing about DV the Warhammer being, <gasps> he even got it spiked on one end. Yeah, I was just about to say, all because you upgraded. No, that yeah. that's great, John. I like that. I love it, John. And I was thinking that if this wins, um, what I'd like to do is uh, I might go back in the design and just inverse everything so that basically the weapons and everything pops out in white, and then Ooh, all the whole background smart. disappears. That's smart. Um, so we'll talk. I may have forgot about the katana description. Listen, man, it's interpretation, okay. interpretation. It's awesome. No, awesome. I love it. Hello, Oceana. Again, you can all go vote for these on our Instagram, on Discord, on Facebook. Here is... Alex. It's not what? a doubt in my mind. This is 100% Alex. Hey! What, what is up? DJF Heroes partied with a raid. What's up, buddy? How we doing? How you doing, friend? What's up? We're looking at some... Uh... That's the perfect time for a raid, because this is DJ Bozer's raid music going on right now. <laughs> I'm very, your stream? very terrified to know who's twerking on the dance floor surrounded That's by an army of squirrels. Surrounded that squirrels. tracks. That tracks. Am I missing a meme here for the army of squirrels? I think so. it's kind of like um, Phineas and Ferb meme. I believe, Alec. Okay. Talk us through this. Explain this. Feel free. We're talking to the artist right now. Also, hello, DJ. Miss you, buddy. Hope you're doing well. Playing Sly 2. Sly Cooper? Nice. Oh, God. I don't know the last time I played Sly Cooper. That's a fucking blast of the past. I really loved Sly Cooper's art style. Yeah. Yeah. I heard they might be remastering one of those games. I haven't, like, delved into it much to see if it's true or not. I would like it to be true. So, Alex says, Jeff sits is my Pokemon. He said he only <laughs> levels up by beating squirrels. So, I said he has to do it <laughs> via dance battle. Okay. I respect it. I respect <laughs> it. Alec, this screams you 100. It really There's does. so much of your personality here. And and I know that um, you would not consider yourself the most artistic individual, but I'm just imagining how long this has taken, and I have so much respect for that. I regard you. I acknowledge the work. It's pretty that spot on it. for some 8-bit art, though. Yeah. Four hours. I believe it. Like, that is clearly me. That's clearly me. That's got Bozer energy up the wazoo. No, he's got more eyebrows than you. 
Look. <laughs> Look. You can see him. Right. Right. No. You can see him. I felt bad if I didn't draw it. <laughs> <laughs> Just look like a crazy homeless man. No, I dig that. I like I like being able to look at somebody. Holy shit. <laughs> Who the fuck did this? I like it. Picasso. Big Have fat. you not seen this? No. Um <laughs> look who he puts me next to. My dick is hard. I'm not gonna lie right now. Look, this is me and you. The energy it who the fuck did this? So fun fact, this is an artist by the name of Andy Graves. Um, and he is the same artist that creates the Cantinis with Cantina 13. Oh. It's got tarot card vibes. I yeah, it's got four geeks and FGBG and four different languages. Am I that cool looking to everybody else and I just self-deprecate that much that I'm not actually that cool? Um, how long do I need to keep telling you this? Yes. That's fucking awesome. It's dope. You're dope. And I love that he made me a tiefling. I love that I give off tiefling vibes. I've this never is, played a tiefling. That's cool as fuck. Damn, I found my next tattoo, guys. Um. Oh, actually, yeah, I, I need that on like my entire back. That's fucking rad. So I feel like Andy that's a Grace. back design idea. I feel like that's a back design. And then you just four geeks by geeks on the on the. So that's back. what Moose said. That's exactly what Moose commented. We, we Great need minds think alike. Big on the back, and then maybe the same design, smaller or just an FGBG. That's not a bad idea too. On the front. That's just like a ninety shirt. Now we need a whole tarot dark tarot card deck of four geeks by geeks inspiration. I think we, we might know who we could commission for that. Fucking. Money well spent. Andy, let's talk. John, and look, do you, are you reading this? Yes, you are that cool. Guys, I don't take compliment wells. Knock it off. He doesn't. I've, he's never once acknowledged any time that I've given him a compliment. I acknowledge them. I just call you a liar. <laughs> and then last but not least. Let's Alex, let me find out you submitted two of them. That's you. That's you, T. Do you like his drawing? I do like the drawing. Wait, who is he? Yes, Alec. Yes, this some... is Alec. <laughs> Alec did this. We've got the whole gang. We have Moose. We got T. We got Bozer. We got PK. We got Jessitz. We got Lucas. No, Lucas can't grow a beard. Unless that's Alex and we just like skipped Lucas? I, it is Alec. I wouldn't be shocked to be skipped Lucas. Did you skip Lucas, That would Alex? be pretty funny. I'm not going to lie. It's Lucas. Okay. Well, he gave you... Why does Jeff just have one eyebrow? Because <laughs> I took his other one. I split it in two. <laughs> and I put it over my own eyes. <laughs> this looks like a 90s sitcom introduction. <laughs> I love it. I really do love it. I'm surprised Alec didn't make a t-shirt of him and Lucas fighting each other. Right? <laughs> That's Wait, buried. zoom in. What do you mean zoom in to who? Zoom in to who? The eyebrow is there. I can't zoom in any more than I already have. Rip. How dare the internet not work as well as it should? How dare? Technical difficulties. So yeah, that are that are that is the 
those are the six designs you can go vote for right now. Please do on our Instagram, Discord, Facebook. Definitely Twitter, not going to scroll on my phone right. at this exact moment to go or I'll vote for these. <laughs> like, I just want to say John voted for one, two, and five. And it... His is number three. He voted for everyone's but mine. He's dead to me. Four geeks. No, Alec geeks. found it funny, not an insult. Good. Because, it. T, here's a real question. If you had to choose from our followers, who are who is the true best of us? Who's okay. the true best of us? Yeah. Well, that seems kind of rude to everybody we have in chat. But it's also, in my mind, utterly impossible. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like everybody, like the cool things about uh, being having a community like this, and we've talked about this so many times. Is and one of the reasons we struggle with growth is because we're too fucking vast. Like you can't be this broad of a spectrum and expect growth because you need something niche to grow up. And the niche we're trying to grow off is solely based around geeks. And all of our community just geeks out about various different things. So like, oh, who encapsulates us the best? Like. That's genuinely an impossible question because, like, as long as you geek out about something, you're encapsulating the heart of our intent here. Yeah, you get to... You, you belong here. Oh, my God. I have to acknowledge genres real quick. So, no one told you Twitch was gonna be this way. <laughs> I hate to say... I was a diehard Friends fan growing up, and I thought it was the greatest sitcom of all time. Do I don't think it's that? top ten at this point. Oh, I think it's still top ten. I don't. It's solid. I haven't even watched it all. Like, but I go back and I watch it with like my wife. She'll put it on at later. If I'm in a manic state, I will go back and because that's like my that was like a defining show of my childhood. So I will always go back and watch it. But in retrospect, um, if you take out the laugh track, a lot of the jokes don't hit. They're funny. They're, it's not like the Big Bang Theory. It that's it's also funny not a on top its own show. No, that for sure. That's bottom tier show. Don't get me wrong. Like I watch the Big Bang Theory because I mean it's in. I I just enjoy sitcoms as a whole. Um, but yeah, no, no. I yeah, I go back and forth. Like it, it feels like somebody said to me the other day. They're like, "All right, Bozer, you ready?" They didn't really call me Bozer, but they're like, "I just started a show, and you're gonna be so excited." I was like, "What is it?" It's like I just started Big Bang Theory because. On paper, I should love Big Bang Theory. <laughs> I hate Big Bang Theory. It's not funny. It's like Two Broke Girls to me. It's uh, Two Broke Girls is good. I like Two Broke Girls, it's but garbage. I also be no. I, that, that, as I was saying it, I have an obnoxious crust with um, Cat. What's her face? Um, is it the so, dark-haired one? Yeah. Oh, and. She's a very talented actress. Like, she's really funny. It has nothing to do with the She's actors. great in WandaVision. Yes. It's the writing. It's, it's just, they pump it full of every stupid juvenile, like, middle school joke. Like, Dell wrote the script. All right, pause. We had to stop streaming, or we had to stop the flow of Kingdom Come because I said huge knockers, and you completely disrupted the entire flow of the scene right. for like nine minutes straight. I am not and a you're professional upset, writer on CBS. And you're upset over juvenile jokes yes. when knockers takes you out of the scene. The bar I set for myself <laughs> is way down here because I'm not being paid for that shit. They pay people to write 
equivalent of me on the internet? That that's not okay. That's not a great bar. So yes, I do take umbrage with that. <laughs> I expect better than I can do. All right. So now I am curious, though. Let's say top three. What would you say your top three sitcoms are? <laughs> because we are close in age, but we're vast enough different. Because you experienced okay. more of the '90s than I did. Yeah. And so, like, obviously, again, we're same generation. Uh, we have a lot of similarities, but like, you experience a different aspect of youth than I did. So I'm curious, what's your top three? Okay, top three for me. Um, I'm gonna kind of mix a little bit of childhood mixed with current, like recently. Seinfeld. <laughs> I love I'm it. sorry. All the shit you're talking, I love it. and you come out the gate with Seinfeld. I love it. It's so, it's so funny. It's so stupid. It's about nothing. It's Seinfeld is the sitcom equivalent of Four Geeks by Geeks on Twitch. It's about nothing, but you still love it for some reason. You still love it. <laughs> Seinfeld. Second. And this is in no particular order. I'm not saying, like, number one is Seinfeld. I'm just going chronologically. The Office. I respect that one. How I Met Your Mother. Oh, I gotta disagree with that one heavily. But, in my defense, I hate Lily so fucking much, it's ruined the entire show uh for me. Because once you recognize that all of the problems in the show stem from her nosy ass shoving her head so far up everybody's ass, but thinking her own shit don't stink. That's her character. We you rewatch like the whole show and you're like, fuck this bitch. We all know somebody like that. I don't like her. And plus, at no fucking point should Ted have ended up with Robin. Why? Hey, kids, let me tell you all about this story about how I met your mother. Oh, the last 10 seasons? I'm he really just here for your approval to go hit on your fucking aunt. No, but they they mesh so well. They have such chemistry. You know who he should have ended up with? The baker? Yes, Victoria. 100%. Without I, a doubt. I actually was a little disappointed that wasn't the real mom in the end because I... For, I don't know where I saw her before, but I had like a low key crush on her. I think she's really cute. Yeah. Um, you also love they blonde had bitches, great. Though. I like what? You like blonde bitches. She did not have blonde hair. It was like she was a definitely dirty... a dirty blonde. No, for me it was her. It was her big bright blue eyes and her like really sweet personality. Big bright something. <laughs> and I thought, and they had good <laughs> chemistry together as as the actors. No, they they absolutely they did. Um, and then just their their dynamic was really like. It wasn't perfect, but it was attractive. I feel like it yeah. was the most was realistic yeah. relationship on the show. I think you're right. But also, um, Robin and he did have real chemistry. And they're it, maybe it's not two... a soulmate, but that could be the mother. Easily. No, she went, I don't want to be married. I don't want to have kids the whole show. And Ted just pressured the fuck out of her to change who she is as a person. You can't tell me with such vast differences down the line, there is enough going on there to save a relationship long term. Because you're always, Ted will always have that resentment of wanting more 
that she has blatantly stated that mm. she does not want, and he continues to cross that boundary I don't think to so. try to coerce her into what he wants and not what she wants. He was a desperate romantic for sure, for sure, for sure, and he did he did pressure. So on that specific argument about Ted, you're right. I think generally speaking about being very different, I disagree because people grow, people change. Um, like, look at my wife and I. We are so very, 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 very different. You're and right. for She's the one hundred percent out of your league, out of my league, <laughs> should not be watching The Bachelor in Paradise upstairs while sharing a mortgage with this piece of shit. But she does. <laughs> and on some level, somewhere, it works because we are very different. And. Um, I, I will agree that there was even a point for a long time that we were maybe too different to work. Um, but then we we grew. So, I don't know. We're not here to John, have an older soul. Wait, I, I scrolled way up because I saw that I missed a question for We've Alex, missed so a lot. Answer. I'm going up. Wait, Bozer, you still didn't answer my AMA. Um, it, it, why did you put the worst arts between the professional artist? Um, in my mind, Alec, I was doing it chronologically of those who submitted, and then I realized that I didn't quite get that right. So, I didn't do it on purpose. I thought I was doing it in a fair fashion, objective fashion. It's not quite true. My bad. Um, also, I did all artists together because all six of you are fucking artists. Big facts. Steinfeld's overrated. Arrested Development is way better. I never got into it, not because it's bad. I've never watched Arrested Development. Not because it's bad, just because, I don't know. Remind just, me, what is Yes, Dear? It sounds familiar, but it's not clicking in my brain. Is that the one? Why am I out. questioning this? Like, I can't just fucking Google it real quick. I love Parks and Rec, <laughs> and I would put that up there, like, almost right in line for me for, with, uh. Oh, I remember this one, because it's got, uh, Liza Snyder, and she's in, um, uh, Matt LeBlanc's sitcom, um, Man with a Plan. Okay, now I got. Uh, yes, there is the the two couples that live in the same house for most of the show. The one guy never takes off his hat. Oh no, I love that show. Yeah, I love I could, that show. I forgot about that show until right now, Oceana. I did too, but I loved that show. That's a great um, show. Our, I already closed it, but whatever the name I just said, um, her and Matt LeBlanc, Blanc, Matt LeBlanc's chemistry and Man with a Plan on Paramount is fantastic. They mesh together very, very well. Um, Jimmy was the guy with the hat, yes. No, he's great. Michael Malley. Um, did you know that they find the ending back in season one with the kids because they thought it would or they filmed the ending back in season one with the kids because they thought it would end at season one for how i met your mother i kind of believe that because like by season that's 10 most, that's most shows though you have to try to prep for not being able to be able to continue your show so if yeah. you watch a lot of shows like oh this was intended to be one season um, and then they go back and continue it on and have to start because that so many times like, ah, oh, the love interest is coming together already. It's because that was the intent for the show. And then they go back and like, oh, now we have to like get them back to this point because we did this too fast because people liked the show networks picked it up and are running with it now. And, but that's also downside of writing. It's like you, 
you have to be catchy enough off the jump to bring people in. But in, but if you want a long game, outside of you funding this yourself and going to Netflix or Hulu or something and pushing this show yourself with no backing, you can't have a slow burn for any. You have to have that big pop and then basically reset mm -hmm. and then hope the slow burn from there will last long enough for you to get to what you were wanting to do with your show's intentions. I would love to have like a sitcom writer that has gone through this experience. On that would be awesome. I want to know what it's like because I'm sure like, how do you even write a pilot knowing that that's probably not going to succeed, but still you have to write the whole through line of it. Uh, I, I, I guarantee you have, did you ever listen to dungeon da dungeons and daddies at all? I haven't yet. Okay. So you know who, um, Jimmy Wong is right. Jimmy Wong, uh, Freddie Wong rocket jump. Let me, let me Google it real quick. I'm better with faces. You'll recognize Freddie Wong immediately. Jimmy Wong's his brother. He does magic professionally now. I don't recognize him. Okay. Uh, so Freddie Wong, um, Will Campos, and uh, Matthew Arnold are all professional screenwriters. Um, and so they so they have their podcast, Dungeons & Daddies, with Anthony Birch, who uh, was one of the writers for Borderlands 2. Um, and... Um, Oh God, I'm blanking on her name. She was she's personal friends with uh, Jay's Tabletops because I geeked out over it when he'd mentioned he was friends with her. Oh, I don't know. Fuck, I am so bad. God, my memory is shit because she's the best part of the show, and I'm fucking drawing a blank on her name. Anyways, uh, so they had a show called Story Break where they'd take fucking stupid ideas and turn them into full pilots. Um, but so like they professionally have their own they had their own shows um and they still write professionally make their own movies um but after they do dungeons and daddies they do a podcast about their podcast um and it, 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 no it it doesn't <laughs> make amazing. sense but it makes sense that's amazing um so a lot of the times they the end show. up a lot of the times they end up like talking about the process of being a screenwriter and quite literally it's like you write 100 scripts 90 of them are getting tossed before they get there Five of them get reviewed and then get tossed in the trash. Uh, you'll out of the hundred, you get one of them, that's um, so and they just have to that. hope you have the funding to make it work, and then go from there. And I'm like, that's so fucking stressful. Yeah, how do you even begin to have the motivation to keep going after that first? I hate myself too much to submit any of my pilots and any of my scripts because like, oh, you hate this? I'll just go kill myself then. Thanks. Cool, 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 cool. Thanks, Alec. Also, I I love the fact that you remembered I didn't have cable as a kid. Like, for some reason, when people listen to the shit I say, it it's, it startles me. You as a kid? See, I've said it many times. I, Alec, I, Alec I listened. You did. I know all the trauma in your life. I didn't know you didn't have cable. <laughs> you that got makes sense, bro. Knowing the religious trauma, it tracks that you weren't allowed to have cable. Well, no, it had nothing to do with allowed. Oh, I was just being a smart ass. Well, let me think. I'm trying to think back because also I don't remember my childhood for the most part. Same. Um, it was probably because we didn't want to pay for it. And my parents probably had less control on what we could yeah. take in. Um, yeah, a Christian with no cable. I had my seven channels, and I liked Seinfeld after school every day at 4 o'clock. Well, that makes a lot more sense then, because you were pretty limited on... Yeah. But also, not to sound fucking too old right now, that we didn't consume media like we do now. Like, I don't no, know about you... Like quite literally, like we make jokes about it, but like we quite literally like go outside and don't come home until the streetlights come on. Um, right. We I'm assuming you, yeah, literally. Um, 
like the Solomon family. Like I've spent more time with them than my own family. Like I would leave on fucking Sunday and come home on Saturday and my family didn't fucking question where I was. They were just, oh, you're alive? Cool. Thanks. I didn't um, go that far. On occasion, there was one time they that I lived was like three fucking houses away. Like, it wasn't like I was fucking, like, they could yell through walls and I'd fucking come home. Did you know the Ginthers? Yeah. On occasion, there was one time I was at the Ginthers' house. I have not thought about the fucking, holy shit. <laughs> Pour one out for the Ginthers. Um, I have they, not thought about them in so long. They lived literally around the corner from my house, like on the same block. And I was at their house and I didn't tell my mom where I was. And I didn't like call because we didn't have cell phones. And I remember I got home and I got in big trouble <laughs> because I didn't tell her where I was. And I wasn't home when I was supposed to be. One time my sister went to the Bettises, uh, who quite Bettis. literally, uh, Derek uh, Bettis. Mm, I don't think so. It was, I think I'm about it was to dox him. Sorry. <laughs> um, I think you would have graduated with the old because I graduated with Stephanie, Chelsea, Christina Bettis was uh, Stephanie's oldest, and I think she graduated with you or around you. Anyways, they Derek. Lived... There was a Derek. There may have been. I don't. Oh yeah, yeah, that was their older brother. Yes, yes. thank you. They yes. lived. They lived uh, uh, same street as me, four doors down. You lived on Milwaukee. No. Don't dox me. Don't tell me where I live. You don't but live there. So what do you... My parents still do. I don't think we're talking about the same people then because I we lived on the same street as the Bettises for my entire life. Was it off of Lexington? Yeah. Did it? Did gra grapes grow on it? Yeah. Yeah. Wait, which house? Yellow house with a brown porch. It was on the corner. Bullshit. For real? Yeah, that was my house. How the fuck did I not know that? I didn't know where you lived this whole time. I lived in the gray house. <laughs> Big front porch. Where the gray... Uh, do, you, do you remember the uh, the Steelers? The old couple? The cranky old bitches? They're no. dead now. We can dox them. <laughs> no. Uh, they were our next door neighbors. They fucking hated us. They were the meanest old people I've ever met in my entire life. No. Uh, but anyway, back to, anyway. Back, to, back to my story. Uh, my sister went to the Bettises. Uh, I don't remember what she was doing. But we searched for her for like six hours. Cops were called. Like, could not find it. And she just walked out of the house when they... Uh, what do you mean? I was just down the road. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> we have cops. We're, we're knocking on everybody's door. And cops were called for a kidnapping. <laughs> but that was the interesting time, right? Because like 50s and 60s... Like, kids were literally gone for a week and no one cared. Like, you mm -hmm. just show up. But in our day, like, uh, 90s, early thousands, you, we didn't have cell phones. So, you didn't have a way to reach us. But you still were expected to be home because we'd seen what happened with the 50s and 60s when you didn't come home. See, it's funny, it though, weird. because Sky and I are very different parent-wise. Um, I'm very much so trial by fire, like, just do it, figure it out. Um, and Sky, Sky's not a helicopter parent by any means, but, like, uh, she was not comfortable with our oldest riding the school bus because she's absolutely petrified that a kidnapping may take place, which is a justifiable fear. Yeah, you never know. 
I'm not that way though. I'm like, no, just put her on the school bus. She'll be fine. We survived the fucking school bus. Yeah, I, I drove then, a bus every day. But then we have to go back and think about it. Like, um, there was a lot of shit we did at that point in time that would not fly nowadays. Um, Cause shit, like, I'm not saying my parents were abusive in the slightest, but like, I got my ass whooped enough times. You can't fucking touch a kid without anybody getting involved and no getting whoopings, investigated no in so depressing story um the, the guy i actually roomed with my first year in college um very 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 troubled uh childhood um and so when he would run away from his house he would come to our house and like it was such a common occurrence like the cops would just come straight to us because they knew that's where he went um they informed us and this was 12 years ago uh so times have changed um but at the time you could beat your children as long as it didn't leave a mark so his mother uh who is actually in a psych ward now would beat him with a sack of oranges uh because oranges don't leave bruises uh and the cops could not do anything and forced him to go back into the home because there was no physical proof of abuse oh taking my god place. and the fact that you had done enough testing to know Mm -hmm. what will leave a mark and what won't oh yeah that's fucked up no this woman would like so he and i were pretty close so like i would close enough like i would just walk into his house like we we're that for, like i would walk into his house and she like his his mother is schizophrenic so she would yell at refrigerator oh, magnets God. oh yeah she was she was a piece of work the fact he came out of it uh, alive in general was a fucking shock yeah, John, who's reminiscing with us, said, and the Stranger Danger PSAs were on all-time fever pitch back then. I kind of blame some of my shyness as a kid on seeing some of them. Tell me more about that, John. Why? Why? Like, was it like you Shit. were just so injected with fear of the other that you didn't want to talk to anybody? See, I don't remember Stranger Danger so much as much as Dare being pushed. Oh, yeah, Dare. And I upset that lion so fucking... I lied to that motherfucker, and I know he is disappointed at me at this point in my life. Do you ever watch um, Adam Ruins Everything? Yes. Did you see the one on Dare? No. There, I, I don't think it was a full episode, but it was maybe on, like, early kind of drug PSAs, how basically these, drug, these Dare officers bring a case with an array full of drugs and just like all right kids don't do these and then kids get to ask specifics why not that one? Oh, well that one will make you see purple elephants okay why not that one because that one will make you feel fuzzy all over okay what will that one do and because of dare they they said because of dare it had the complete Spurt. opposite effect that makes sense my issue with dare and it, it's still the same problem and we're gonna get political here for a moment dare. oh that tracks um this is gonna get political for a moment but um they push like you stating it like they pushed all the wrong things like marijuana is a class one drug at the moment which is worse than fentanyl and methamphetamines and like yeah that's not the, that's and true. I'm not here to like, I'm all for legalizing weed, take everybody out of prison that is fucking in jail for it because this shit doesn't make sense. But they have pushed marijuana as being the worst drug out there for so fucking long. Weed has not killed a single fucking person. And all of these class two and class three drugs that are, are clearly worse than the rest. Like, no, 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 no. We're not going to adjust this. 
you know how much money we're making off people uh -huh. using and possessing marijuana? No, we're just going to keep filling our prison systems. It's a fucking joke. And in, in a lot of states, they have decriminalized weed, which is great. And I'm not about... I, I kind of think of weed the same way as alcohol. Like, I don't think you should smoke a huge blunt and then go drive a car or, like, go do other things. It, it does affect you. And mm -hmm. from experience, I don't handle it super well. And I'm like, I... If, if everybody handled it the way I, I did, then no, it shouldn't be like a cigarette and go live your life. Like right. It should be a recreational kind of thing. Weekends, at a party, whatever. But it shouldn't be throwing people in prison yeah, it, for it a sense. slightly good time. And literally the only thing that's taken so long for legalization to take place is the government can't find a way for them to line their fucking pockets with it. Right. It's the only it's problem. Stupid. Um, John said... On my previous question, it's the thought of, okay, don't wander off, don't talk to anyone you don't know, and just play it safe, which is a concept. Isn't a bad thing, but I took it too far in practice, out of worry that something bad could happen. That's interesting, because I'm the opposite. When I was a kid, and I think it might just be age and coming to terms with understanding that life can happen at any moment in time. Because growing up, I was a fearless motherfucker. I uh, wouldn't not do anything. Tell me to do. I'll do anything for the story. And this is a problem that Sky and I have. Do no it for the vine. Li literally. And this is a problem Sky and I have in a relationship because I'm the polar opposite now. I don't ever want to leave the house. I don't want to go interact with anybody because I have such an innate fear and I get so much anxiety about leaving the safety of my home now that I, I, it, it's crippling. And she's like, can we go to a bar or something? I'm like, nothing sounds less enticing because th that's so many new issues that we now have to be present for and aware of. And I now have to put some level of trust in all these people to not do anything in this moment. And I can't do that. But you asked me 10 years ago, listen, I fucking battled opioid addiction and alcoholism. Like I did not give a fuck about anything. I would do anything. And now 27 years old, I'm like, you want me to go out, go to a, have a drink in public? No. Hi, we have a drink in Thanks our home. We can stay right here, uh, but you want to go outside? Nah. Touch grass? No thanks. And, like, on one hand, shit's gone down that's created this anxiety in you, and you didn't do that on purpose. It's not like you asked for that, right? Right. But also, on the other hand, how much power are you willing to give that anxiety? How much control it, it, over your life are you like willing said, to give up it's a real issue so it's very interesting that john has them obviously john and i have different perspectives of that but it's very interesting to see like oh yeah i definitely gave that too much of my power like you just said and now like ah now this is something i'm dealing with the aftermath of and not only you like sky and your family and like your relationships and it's like, well, how did this become a therapy session? Or at least we a do meta this every therapy time. session? We every do. Time. We literally do. It's it's interesting that at, for a geeky channel, how often, even in geek out sessions, like with Canadian Cutie, um, past geek out session alumni, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for hanging out. Um, how often it, it goes to that, like, what's your mental state like? How does this affect your day to day? I think it's important we have that conversation, though, because mental health is not given the respect it deserves. Um, and it's something that gets so glossed over and you would 
think that in a geek community, like you don't have to worry about mental health. You're being free. You're being yourself. But as we all know, that's not true. You couldn't be a geek five years ago. You were still getting harassed and bullied and growing up. If we fucking did, and if this was a thing while we were in high school, I would have got bullied more than I already fucking was. Like, there's yeah. no way this shit would have flown in high school, middle school. There was no enjoying anime. There was no being outright about playing magic. There was no enjoying video games were kind of on the cusp. But it was you had to play Call of You had to play a shooter. Depends, there was no RPG. Right. Yeah, so it's such a major thing. Like, and now we deal with the re like, the aftermath of not having that ability to be ourselves for so fucking long. Like, I sit here often. I'm thinking, man, I wonder how much happier I would be if I accepted so long ago just be myself. And it doesn't. Nobody is paying attention to you like you think they are. You are making like the scenarios you're in much worse because you, like you said, giving too much power into something. Mm -hmm. You are much more scared of what people you think people are staring at you, but they're feeling the same thing you're feeling. So yes. you're making your cosplaying as somebody else trying to impress these other people who are doing the exact fucking same thing and yes. nobody is themselves. Okay, real real life aspect and to acknowledge Canadian who just put that said yes so many people hide behind their feelings versus facing the truth so proud of you for being honest and speaking your truth and and we want to be the example that when you geek out loud you attract your tribe and by mm -hmm. attracting your tribe then you can feel safe like there's no reason to hide what you love because so many other people are already doing it just like you said so okay I don't often bring my real life into this but Damn, um, I do too much my bad <laughs> no you do you <laughs> You do you. I get plenty of attention in my real life. I don't I don't like to mix it. Yeah, you do, but pretty boy. I do. Okay, I'm an acting coach, right? And one uh thing an experiment that started, I don't know, like uh 8 years ago at this point was I was hearing the same things from my individual lesson students of like what they were afraid of, what they're insecure about, what they worried other people were thinking about. So I as an experiment, I said, "Okay, I'm going to Pull out these little slips of paper, and I'm, let's just as an experiment. You tell me when you're about to perform or when you're in rehearsal. What are those dark little thoughts saying in the back of your head? Like, what are you hearing? And I, I'll write them down, and I'm gonna keep them so that nobody can recognize handwriting. It's all my handwriting. Everything's the same. Nobody knows. They're like, okay. So they shared them. I wrote them. Next student, I do the same thing. Next student. Eight years later, I'm still doing the same thing. And then after, the they same answers. after they share them, I was like, okay, now I have this drawer full of people's fears. Let me read them off to you real quick. And in rapid succession, it's the same, 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 damn, 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 thing, 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 over and over that it's almost, it's like almost funny that you're hearing the same things that feel so crippling to you. But from a hundred other people, because every time you hear it twice, that's two different people. Yep. Every time you hear it 16 times, that's 16 different people. And we are always worried about what people are thinking about us when in reality, we're too busy worrying about what people think about us to even have those negative thoughts about other people. And it's such a weird thing, like, because social media, like, this is only possible because of what uh, social media allows for this to become and that's also like the downside and this we're gonna fucking sound old as shit here like that's the downside of social media is it gave that platform for us yeah. to create this yeah. facade of who we want to be keyboard to impress courage. other people exactly 
And this is something I noticed a lot more with my oldest right now because uh, she's in first grade. So she's definitely it. It's nothing too major, but like I've heard her mention like, oh, well, this is cool at school. And I don't think I don't think by any means will with my oldest, will we ever have to worry about not her being herself uh, because she's fucking six and older than John. Like she's got the oldest soul in the world right now. <laughs> Um, so like she's very true to her herself and I hope she stays that way because I really want her to find her identity early and never step away from that for trying to step into that it crowd. And if I can do anything as a father, it's the one thing I want to teach my girls is that to be you early on and you will be so much happier in life because I've we've talked about this before i've battled depression my whole life suicidal tendencies and it's all because i was never willing to be myself i was always trying to hide who i was because i didn't think that anybody would love me for me oh and God. now i have a whole fucking community i have a whole family i've got two kids that love me for me and i missed out years and losing so many memories due myself because i was you're breaking up a little bit, and it's probably my fault. Oh shit! Go back and say that whole <laughs> sentence again, because I know it's great, but I'm sure you. Broke I don't up know how far to go back. Um, like I just lost years of life and happiness based around the fact I allowed outside and social pressures to impact me and lose who I am. When, like you just said, nobody's fucking paying attention to me. They're all dealing with the same shit that I am dealing with. And so I've lost years of my life right. to that fear. And if I can do anything for my girls is to never allow them to have that fear and to always just be you, be proud about it, and be fucking loud about it. Yes, and exactly what Cutie just said. I think it's why I'm so honest and open. I have so many... I've seen so many struggle, yet I try to tell everyone it's okay to be odd, it's okay to be wrong, it's okay to be you. Just embrace it. Like, that's what I fell in love with you immediately, Cutie, because you had that... I'm so sad I missed that show. I I was in chat, but I wanted to be I wanted to be in that conversation so fucking bad. And I'm sure even for you, cutie, like that didn't happen on its own. Like you had to learn that hardcore. And T, you just said something that I don't know if this will surprise you or not, but like you just said that I wanted to be myself, but a I didn't know who that was, and I didn't know if when I knew what it was, if people would like it. Mm -hmm. I literally remember saying that out loud in middle school. Like I had all of that fear and anxiety. Which is from an outside perspective. That's so wild because I don't think you have changed. Grand scheme, I don't think you have changed a lot over the 20 years I've known you. Because you, from my perspective, you have always been this loud, bright, bubbly personality and obviously knowing you on a deeper level i do know like the nuances that have changed you yeah but i feel like you found yourself at a very young age and i've always looked up to you because and again we've talked about this mildly like i started acting because of you like i didn't get into any social clubs in the third grade but you in the sixth grade i was like he's the <laughs> coolest guy in the world i want to be tanner <laughs> and so when doug came up and he's like hey do you want to join drama club Tanner's in fuck yeah I'm joining this shit I get to be Tanner fucking absolutely and so and again this is something we've touched upon and I hate to like just rehash like everything I've already said previously on other episodes but like 
I've idolized you in that aspect for so much of my life. And I just think it's fantastic to know that you were able to find yourself at that early point in your life and expand and grow upon that because you're, you found your lane early on and you have been able to perfect that and grow with it and turn that into something else to grow, to give other people that platform, to give the other people their allowance, their place to come to be safe and grow. And that's all because you're like, yeah, no, this is who I am. I'm loud about this. I'm proud about this. I'm going to do my thing. And now because of that, here we fucking are 15 years later. <laughs> I'm so uncomfortable. <laughs> I just knocked my headphones off. And, and honestly, thank you. Like, honestly, thank you. Like, I'm an emotional person. I'm not going to cry right now. Um, thank you. Because that's obviously... That's what I want people to take away from me. And that is so magical. Yes, hi, my real name's Tanner. Um, oh shit, my bad. <laughs> it's fine. Um, I mean, I know it's not that big a secret, but. <laughs> anymore, right? I just, yeah, I'll explain that why there's a difference anyway. But I'm so thrilled that I could leave that kind of impression and that's the kind of impression I always want to leave. But then there's a huge dichotomy between like what I want and what maybe people see and what mm -hmm. I feel, which is not that at all. <laughs> it's it's not it's not feeling great and feeling like wow I've got it all figured out. I am who I am, and I'm gonna embrace it and expose it and share that with the world. It's a constant struggle of trying to get back to what. Like you just said, I want to feel like what you just said. Cause I don't, I don't like it happens daily. There's some days that it happens and I feel like, yeah, I think I think I'm doing a good thing and I, I know who I am and I, know, I am who I want to be. But most days it's damn, I, I used to be who I want to be. I want to get back to that. And it's, it all goes back to that same thing that all of us are struggling with that. And yet we we assume that everybody else has a has a clearer image to who we are and they're going to see right through this facade that we are clearly wearing that it paralyzes us to actually just be that 100% authentic person that we absolutely can be and I have to believe we can be otherwise I'm going to die of a depressive state in this very moment. I have to believe that we can get there. But it sounds so woo woo woo. -y. First, you have to believe that you can get there. Yep. And it exists. And because, and also because you can see it in me, then that must mean it exists. Exactly. And and it's important to recognize. And I think we all know I'm a self-deprecating individual, and I don't do it because I'm fishing for compliments. I self-deprecating because like you just said i don't see what others are seeing for some stupid and, reason and so that's why like i i've always been a flirtatious individual but like as i've grown older in retrospect it's less me being a flirtatious individual but it was me trying to help people see who they are and recognize and be happy with themselves um because in retrospect, like i can absolutely see like how i was coming off by being that that just that complimentary individual and i'm not gonna lie there's a fucking chunk of my life i hate myself for because i was a fucking nice guy and it was disgusting but anyway same um honestly same 
but and now and that's one of the big things like i i don't do it because i want it in return and i'm not i don't do it because i want others to do it but like i don't i find myself to be just an average individual like i don't think like freddie wong made a comment of the other or something that stuck with me on his podcast he said you don't have to be special to be worthwhile you don't have to be special to be worth because at the end of the day a lot of us aren't special and there's nothing wrong with that i don't know about you i grew up like oh you can be anything you want you just gotta set your mind to it and realistically that's not gonna happen for everybody in the world I wanted to play professional baseball growing up, and I started playing people, play baseball with people that were actually good at baseball. I was never going to be a professional baseball player. I could work my ass off. I could do it day in and day out and maybe make it to some aspect of the league. But look at how many people have pl- spent their entire lives playing a sport. To get to that top spot, you have to be in that top 1%. Okay, I'm but if somebody's in that one percent, but hold on, but if you're in that one percent, there's ninety nine percent of people that are not. But that doesn't make them any less worth it, and Correct. that's something that I have always battled with. I've always thought, oh, because I can't be the best at what I was supposed to be, or I was told that, like I can be the number one in this. I'm not special, so not my life is not worth it because I'm not special. And this was something I have battled for the last 27 years of my life, and I still battle with it because I don't feel like I'm special. It could directly correlates to me not feeling like my life is worth it. Hmm. And that is something I am actively trying to like improve upon myself because I didn't have a bad life. I my parents didn't get divorced until I was 23. Did they have their conflicts or did I have to get in between some shit I shouldn't have at a certain age? Yeah. But the worst thing my parents did to me was tell me that I am special in the sense that they pushed me to be that 1% and did not allow me to be anything less. That made me give completely blur those lines to think because I'm not that 1% at some aspect that at the end of the day i can't be anything and that all of this is just a waste of space okay here's where i'm going to fight you on this because i'm not disagreeing with anything you're saying um in the fact that none of us can just be good at whatever we set our mind to i also agree with you in that right i've tried i've tried and i'm a really positive thinker and i've tried and i'm still not good (laughs) at so many things that i want to be good at but i think we have to flip the framework on if you're not special you're not worthy which is kind of the mindset that we all adopt Mm -hmm. even though i believe with freddie wong that's not true but it's not because you're not special but you're still worthy it's just you're you're not focusing on what you're special at we are not focusing on what we are already special at which like alec just asked a second ago was your mindset to be a dm because he recognizes, of all the things in the world that people are good at, you That's are actually a, a conversation. DM. I want. I do want to come back to here in a moment once you finish your. Okay, but you are a fantastic DM. Your storytelling aspects you see it every week on Thursdays on City of Mist and then D and D previously. If you haven't watched City of Mist, come watch that on Thursday just to hear how T cannot help but <laughs> take a story and inject it with specialness with 
like your creative spirit is utterly overflowing at all times. <laughs> and I didn't tell you this. I ran into Mr. F sits not long ago, a couple weeks ago, and he was talking about our channel and he was talking about watching a few episodes of our TTRPG. And he said, Oh God, that's terrifying. He said, damn, T is such a great storyteller. He, when he had me, when I had him in my class, I could not believe how those stories just poured out of him. He couldn't help it. And so you have found a way to share your stories. No, you're not great at everything. You know, you're special at everything. But I'm going to step away for just a moment. That Keep you were going. It's prevalent to what we're discussing right okay. now. I will be right back. Take me off screen so they're not seeing my personal life behind me. Okay. If anybody's rec recognizing or resonating with anything we're saying, holy shit, we did not mean for this to become a goddamn sermon tonight. But I'm here for it because I think it's such an important part of the conversation. We always want FGBG to just be an escape. For the most part, we want to be an escape. Shit gets real too often in your life. You are dealing with work. You're dealing with relationships. You're dealing with inadequacy. And we want this place to be a place that you can just escape. Talk about Game of Thrones. Talk about video games. Talk about D&D. Be that place that you can just go away to and forget for a while. But they aren't completely removed, right? It's all connected, right? And so it's important that we acknowledge these things. And thank you for sticking around and being part of this conversation. Because these are the most important conversations, I really do believe. All right, I'm back. Okay, let me catch up on the chat real quick so we don't we don't lose anybody. Um, Canadian Cutie says, I had the thought I'd be a football player because I was crazy good at it. Literally, they know that I play with balls, just not with my feet. Because <laughs> <laughs> the day is right. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> I love her. I love you. I love you. I love you. <laughs> John says, T, I know you're not a musical person, but I recommend listening to the song Just One Person from Snoopy the Musical. Either the original version or the Muppet version. It fits the theme of the conversation tonight. Musicals have the power. John, you and I both know that. Dang, T is such a sexy storyteller. He's going to fart on the bed. I'm loving it. I'm too young for this. I'm still a child. We should talk about Code Lyoko or Eyebrows. Bozer, favorite topics. Canadian Cutie says, no, thank you. Um, this is why I love four geeks by geeks. Mine is Bowser being extremely awkward in real life and asking you to jump on my back or let me ride you. Yes, I know. I'm not that awkward in real life. I swear. I don't know why at cons I lose my damn mind. So thank you for still being a friend. I still haven't been to a con that needs to change. That's going to change. This, uh, 223. I'm taking you a con. Don't forget Grand Rapids has there next month. If you want to go in November. Yes. Okay. I haven't looked at ticket costs. We'll yet, talk about but... it. Uh, That's but, why we have a channel. I'll pay for it. <laughs> uh, so two things uh, to go back uh, to. Uh, oh God, whose comment was it about being a DM? Uh, Alex, did Alex. you always know that you want to be a DM? No. Um, so I've been writing since I was a kid. Um, my life goal has always been getting my name in bookstores and libraries. I want to see T. A. Simpson on the spine of a book somewhere. Right has always been my goal. I sprinted up the stairs and I'm so winded right now and that's why <laughs> I didn't do this earlier. <laughs> and sure, I you, you won't take the laundry down, but you'll run down. God, you can't say that out loud. Sky's around. still watching because she's going to make a comment about that. I went to the basement anyways. <laughs> 
but no so i didn't start dming until i was 19. no that's not true 2019 that's not true 2017. i've only been not, dming for about five years and you were not 19 five years ago i know that's why i was trying to think years brain bad memories um so i've always been writing my entire life and it dawned on me recently a lot of my projects i feel like i probably could write for shows because i love collaborative writing and as i've kind of done more projects and have started working on other things with other people it always goes back to all of my projects fit so well into the mold of a ttrpg so i'm finally coming into myself i'm like oh i may not be a poet i may not be a novelist i may not be a screenwriter i might be a ttrpg writer and that's weird because i don't feel like that's going to be anything that ever gives me notoriety which as egotistical as it sounds i want my name to be known in that facet um so yeah no i didn't plan on ever being a dm fucking love this shit now not gonna lie uh but speaking of mr Fsitz, um high school fucking hated hated high school a lot hated as every aspect of it um i've known the Epsits family for as long as they've lived in northern indiana um and todd has always been something it's so weird to call him todd now that i'm an adult and play games with him sometimes and have conversations with him um i always admired todd for being an excellent teacher but just an incredible writer and having a way of bringing that out of his students. Uh, this is our project from 10th grade. What? So is this it? is everything I ever wrote in his class. No, we're not. We're, you don't get to see the words because it's bad writing. Um, False. <laughs> I don't believe that. No one here believes. Oh, that. no, this shit is awful. I think I could go back and expand upon these projects and turn them into something. Uh, but the writing themselves is awful. Uh, but this is every project he had e had us ever write. And things I've written throughout the years have been added into this book. Like some of these pages are like 15 years old. Uh, all with different projects on them. Uh, but the one thing that Todd told us when it comes to writing is and this actually goes back to a jordan peele quote that, or quote that he actually said not too long ago um just keep writing don't think write if your hand hurts loosen your grip just keep writing don't edit write and this goes back to a jordan uh peele quote uh he said i always have to remember my first uh draft is just me shoveling sand into the sandbox to build a sandcastle hmm. Which I was like, holy fuck, that's so great because I sit here and write all these projects and I'm like, fuck all this shit. This is bad. Of course it's fucking bad. It's a fucking first draft. Right. I'm sitting here trying to figure out the end game and how to make, well, ooh, and ah moments like, holy fuck, I didn't see that coming. I Of course I didn't fucking see it coming. I don't know what the fucking project is yet. Here's my bullshit dumped onto a page. You got to weed through it a little bit and figure out what you're trying to tell. And that's why our next campaign that I run, I already know what it is. I already have, so we're in the it. middle of, I'm still writing this campaign. We are still growing this massive fucking story and I already have the next campaign written. I know what we're doing next. I know the campaign we're doing after that. Yeah, you can't help it. You've got ideas up the wazoo. And 
and you said don't 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 what don't write don't what think right don't think right um there's an acting quote don't act be yeah exactly and it all comes down to don't try to take all of this genius in your mind and funnel it into what you think people need just be your most authentic self that's what people want um oh my god that's my favorite um henry Thoreau quote was um don't ask the world what it needs ask yourself what makes you come alive because what the world needs is people who have come truly alive and that's such that's a difficult what we need in retro like once you have determined that it's so easy to like just say those things and have the feeling behind it because like it makes sense to you because you've been there but it's not an easy thing for you to find out who you are it's not an easy no. thing for you to figure out what you're good at and that's okay it makes it worth it exactly life is about life is about experience at the end of the day good bad the ugly life is about experience it's a learning scenario no matter how you look at it mm -hmm. we could sit here and talk about every fucked up thing that's happened in our life that turned us into that but that gets you where you're at now whether you like it or not and if you don't like it now look at it the stepping stone that this is going to turn into We've already gone this deep, so why not go deeper? Um, this time, three years ago, um, I was in New Orleans with my best friend for his bachelor party. I am on my way to pick up an engagement ring for my daughter's mother. Ready to propose to her, make this fucking five-year relationship come together. Um, and as I'm doing this, I'm texting her sister. I'm like, hey, what do you think of this ring? She gets a hold of her sister. Uh, and after five years, I get broken up with over a text message. I fly After from you New bought the engagement yeah. ring. I fly from New Orleans back home. My apartment is empty. She took her shit. She left. Right. This sounds bad. The words that are about to come out of my mouth sound bad. Caveat: My relationship with this individual had been dead for about a year. The ring was trying to like salvage, trying to make the life I wanted my daughter to have. Right. You were trying to pump it full of love and life. Exactly. It wasn't organic. It wasn't real. If she didn't leave, I would not have met Sky a week later. I would not be where I'm at in my life in this moment if that did not take place. And you would not have experienced the love that you feel, the worthiness exactly. that you feel. Three years yeah. ago, I felt my world literally implode. And I was to the point, well, fuck it. There's no reason for me to be here. I immediately went back to every old vice I had, uh, and then I swipe right on this five-foot-tall fucking sassy-ass woman who is now the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. And it's a reminder, like, the good, the bad, the ugly, everything happens for a reason, and you have to recognize that if you're in a valley, the hill is coming. You can't respect or appreciate or learn the highs or lows without experiencing the other half of it. Right. I've, I've always been a, a huge believer that every lesson I've ever learned, I've only learned the hard way because that's, that's who I am. That's how I learn. And I've accepted that. And like, you know, I have experienced what I thought was the end of my mm -hmm. rope and I, it broke every piece of me and I thought I would never rebuild it. And on the other side of that, it's weird to say, holy shit, I'm grateful for that.
Exactly. I'm and you have to sit back and be willing to take it all in to recognize it for what it is, or you're going to perpetuate all these cycles that you keep finding yourself in. If you're not willing to learn, you're not capable of growth. Right. But Alex said, this is getting too deep. Yeah, you guys want to know what we were supposed to talk about tonight? Here's our here's our checklist <laughs> for what our conversations were supposed to be tonight, guys. Don't do it. Overwatch 2. <laughs> Rings of Power. <laughs> City of Mist. Don't worry, we got one oh, we, of them. We covered that. T-shirt contest. Hey, there's two. Uh, Wakanda Forever. Nope. Uh, Vox Machina Season 2. I'm excited. Uh, the, the State of the MCU Phase 4. Uh, scary movies um in the next one we'll get to so we have a checklist of two four six eight nine things here uh and when we end this stream we will check mark two of them <laughs> we sit here and write this shit for us to fucking oh what are we gonna fucking work on what are we gonna talk about like we don't fucking have chemistry 15 years worth of communication to sit here and like oh man what if we run out of things to talk about I'm all, if we run out of afraid. things to talk about, we need to sever just, us ourselves as business partners because there's nothing left in the tank at that point. <laughs> and that's what I like to you. That's what I fucking love about you is I've never not had something to talk about. Like I've never had to think of something to talk about with you. Like, this is just so easy. And I'm, and I think so that's so happy. I'm not done. I'm not done. I'm not done. I'm so I'm trying to avoid the compliments. Nope. I don't want them. Nope. Own this. Own this. The chat will back me up. This is why I'm so happy to consider you my business partner and one of my truest best friends. Thank you, buddy. Um, I never answered my top three sitcoms. <laughs> what is it? What are your top three? <laughs> uh, Scrubs, Modern Family, The Office. Okay, Scrubs. I. I liked I liked it at the time. I think you have to I ignore back, season nine. When I go back and watch, like just like friends, just too much. It would not be made today. JD is just too much. Hey, hey, hey! We do. I will not tolerate Zach Braff slander. I like Zach Braff. JD was just too much. He's <laughs> just too much. I need him to have a ball sack at least. He does eventually. Great. And, <laughs> and I love there's a through line. I love that there are enough seasons that there can have some growth. Um, Office, brilliant. Modern Family, brilliant. Love them both. Oh, do you have the video queued for our upcoming uh, collab? Yeah, totally. <laughs> yep. Just keep talking. While, uh, while he's looking for that, uh, we have a... Uh, is this our first crossover stream? Officially, yeah. Our first, like, actual crossover stream, for sure. Our, our first co-stream um, we are going to be having with Let's Get Rolling. Um, Let's and get while rolling, he's looking, rolling, rolling. Uh, we're going to talk about some great people and just the power of social media. Um, yeah. When I, yeah. When I stepped into 4Geeks by Geeks, um, it was kind of one of those things. Like, ah, you've been here. Um, I came to you for some behind-the-scenes stuff anyways. Um, there's an opening I could use the assistance to fill and that's perfectly okay. I knew what I was stepping into. Um, but one of my goals stepping in was help the channel achieve growth because one of the things I thought the show was missing or the channel was missing was interaction with other content creators. Uh, now with what Bozer does on Mondays with the talk show, 
he fills that gap fucking handsomely. So what I was doing was since I get to work from home, I have a lot more privilege for what I'm capable of doing with having my work set up in my personal setup. I spend a fuck ton of time on Twitter or did. I don't do it as much anymore. Um, but I spend plenty. A Plenty. lot of time on Twitch just hanging out with random content creators. Um, and one content creator I met due to TikTok um, was Decent Studios, who we've talked about often. I'm still trying to get him on a geek out session, but he is a busy fucking man. Jesus fucking Christ. Um, so I was he made a TikTok and it was an older TikTok because TikTok was in that weird phase of not cycling uh, fresh content so it was when he was just starting and he was talking about raids and growth and i was like hey man we don't have a massive channel but if you're still working on hitting affiliate let me know what days you stream um and i'll bring our community over so we can help pump your number so you can hit that affiliate status and he messaged me he's like hey man i appreciate the offer give this love to somebody else uh this is an old video i i, I passed that a long time ago um this man just celebrated 10 months yesterday, has 2.1 thousand followers on uh, on Twitch, uh, averages like 40 people in every one of his streams. Shout out Decent Studios. Man's a fucking godsend, fantastic human being. Uh, but because I spend so much time in his stream, I got to know some fantastic individuals, one of them being Brit, who is one of the co-hosts of let's get rolling and just back to the power of the internet we're meeting so many people all of you are because we have the internet uh and we get to cross over with let's get rolling on october 30th um and if you haven't been to their stream haven't hung out with their community they're great people and it's a weird thing shout outs don't do a lot on twitch a lot of people don't click links to go somewhere else because you're taking them out of the moment right uh, so i'm very very excited to do this co-stream because you're actually going to be able to come in see us hang My finger slipped. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I thought it was funny. Uh, but yeah, so uh, October 30th, uh, we're crossing over with uh, Let's Get Rolling. We are doing a Monster of the Geek or Monster of the Geek. Monster of the Week one Monster shot. Monster of the Geek. I like that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Monster of the Week one shot. Hashtag Let's Get Geeky. Um, I'm a little nervous. I'm not going to lie. We have seven players. That's, a, that's the biggest D&D session that we've ever had. It's going to be very interesting, but I'm very excited because we've all seen what our people bring to the table with City of Mist. Um, I've hung out with uh, Let's Get Rolling on their D&D nights. Uh, they're some incredibly creative individuals. Incredibly um, creative. Like the fact that I've been talking to uh, Brit and about her graphic design background and her video editing background and everybody's characters. Like we got to hang out just the other night that we all video chatted mm -hmm. for the first time. And I saw some of those people for the first time, but it didn't feel like the first time. Exactly. Because we've spoken before and everybody was like laying out their characters. Okay, Alec can be excited about this. Half of the cast of Scooby-Doo. That's, um, yes. I think we have everybody covered. I don't think we have a Daphne. Daphne. We don't have a Daphne. 
We got a Freddy, we got a Scooby, we got a Shaggy, we got a Velma, a yep. dark goth Velma. I think um, technically we have a Scrappy. We might have a Scrappy. I think. We've also got like a goth kid demon lord with <laughs> his mother. And like classic Minnesota mother. And I'm, I'm so fucking excited. So excited. Like I, I'm really excited to do a one shot that's going to be just a pure one shot. And T, let's keep it a one shot. <laughs> no, it's not. Um, because I'm, I'm, and I mean that in the way like I want to play this whole story out. It's going to begin. It's going to end. And I don't care how long it takes. We are scripted from seven thirty to nine or midnight. Midnight. So, but if it goes longer, damn. Oh well. Uh, like, I hate to I'm be killjoy. Uh, this is going to be a monster of the week. We're going to conclude this mission. This is going to be contained story. However, I am establishing it where if we want to come back and do it again, it's open for continuation. I could bring Zephyr back. I'd be excited exactly. to bring Zephyr back. Unless you die. Zephyr never Because I don't have a problem with killing you because I've played with you enough. I'm not going to feel bad. Because <laughs> um, you guys know what it's to expect. one with hell, though. Why would he die? <laughs> They'll just send you to heaven then. Ew. That'll, exactly. Exactly. Uh. Oh, God, were we playing charades? <laughs> we said we were, but that'll be a next that'll be a next month thing. We got two into some my favorite thing, real life organic conversation. That's what just chatting's about, right? Mm -hmm. And we did it. And I know so, we tend to repeat ourselves with these, but I, I really want to drive home repeating. the reminder that mental health is important. You are important. Um, and I'm not going to throw Bozer under the bus for this. I'm not going to force him to do this. Um, our DMs are open when I say that. Um, if you message us on Instagram and it's like, hey, I need to have a conversation. Bozer, I'm not saying you have to have this conversation. Bozer will I'm text willing. me like, hey. Let's do it. Go jump in chat right quick. Or you can find me on Discord. You can find me on Twitter. Fucking add me on Facebook. I don't give a shit. Uh, if you need somebody to talk to, we are ready and willing legally Absolutely. speaking we are giving you life coach advice not therapy advice we are not therapists right. no um, so what we say is our life experiences uh to help you mentally work through what you're dealing with um you know whatever caveat we got to say so we don't get sued and and we've always <laughs> said that about geeky shit like when you're excited about something like we're willing to be that person to be excited with you and that mm -hmm. still stands but there is this flip, a flip side of that coin, and I'm glad that you made mention of that, that it's not always excitement. Sometimes you're dealing mm -hmm. with some shit, and maybe it has it has ties with how you feel your cosplays are going or your presence on the internet, and you need somebody that's going to at least listen. We aren't going to have every answer. Absolutely not. We are not trained professionals, but we are absolutely willing to listen and be willing to be there for you. So as, as if you reach out, you could say, I want to talk to T. I want to talk to Bozer. That's great. Or if I didn't talk to somebody, then we'll both be there for you. That's what we do. We are for geeks by geeks. Yep. For you especially. We are here to help you through the highs. We're here to help you get through the lows. Uh, we want to see you succeed. And we're not going to be here just to exist for the enjoyment. <laughs> Meanwhile, I sent Bozer a chat saying, help, I've been kidnapped. He spun it three days later. <laughs> said, new phone, who it is? 
<laughs> oh my god, I, uh, I love, I love it here. I honestly love it here. This is like my safest space that I have. I need life to chill so I can get back to streaming. Cause it sucks. I, I hate not streaming. Um, I, and I do, do find it very mentally taxing with everything I have going on to sit here um, and put on a facade like everything is okay. Um, and I need to recognize that I shouldn't be a hypocrite and I don't have to put on a facade with you guys. Um, never once has anybody I've come into stream like, hey, guys, I'm depressed and I don't really want to be here. And everybody's like, then why the fuck are you acting like you're okay? Nobody's asked you to act like you're okay. Uh, so I do recognize I sound like a hypocrite at the moment. Um, I will not talk to you about my problems, but I do expect you to come talk to me about your and, problems. And no, and no, I, and I'm going to repeat the same things I told you off stream. <laughs> that anytime either of us are dealing with some shit, I'm never, ever, ever a proponent. We'll stream anyway. No, right. take the day off, take yep. the week off. That is first and foremost is mental health just like we preach to everybody else so while yes we want to preach that mental health matters and the conversations matter if you yourself aren't even in a place that you can hear it and you aren't at a place that you can if your cup isn't filled you can't fill somebody else's cup and i've tried it doesn't work well and unfortunately when we are streaming when we are like here in this setting we are here to kind of fill other people's cups. Yep. Um, even though my cup is being filled right now. But if it's completely empty and this isn't going to fill it, then by no means should you feel like you are obligated or have to try to get online to fill others. And I know that everyone in this chat is going to agree. And that's why I fucking love our family. Because everyone's on the same page. We've Please. yet to have one person even show up except Alec, uh, Bozer, those say? last two comments are for you please don't empty your cup on stream I go to the bathroom um i i can i be honest that i did pee in a cup this episode i'm not shocked i haven't in a in months but i did tonight oh shit you did it saturday no i did not are you I didn't sure pee in a cup on saturday i'm pretty sure you did i thought we had a whole conversation about it we talked about it but i didn't do it oh gotcha no i joked about it but mm -hmm. I haven't peed in a cup in months, and I just did. I peed in a cup tonight. <laughs> but y'all never know. So, that's me. Yes, I did mute myself. <laughs> because I've actually been on, I've listened back to other Geek Out sessions that I didn't mute myself, and I can hear it. <laughs> I can hear it. And I said, oh my god, that's the longest, like, 35 seconds of my life. I'm sorry. <laughs> I will never be able to look at Cutie and not think about that ball playing comment. You should go back and watch all of Cutie's comments because that's one of, I think we got up to 14, Cutie. What was our cringe count? <laughs> that was one of the funniest comments I have ever seen she is in my life. That was so subtle. It was fucking top tier. She is. Oh, but when Dell says it, it's different. Correct. That's, that's correct. Hashtag right. me too. Look, you're a man. There's a dramatic difference when it comes to making comments like that. Cringy things. We got up to, or I personally got up to 13. <laughs> Listen, cutie. I don't know how 
<laughs> I don't know how much he talked about this with you because, again, I unfortunately missed this conversation. Bozer and I had a private conversation. He's like, I don't know how to not be awkward going into this because I know I'm going to be awkward going into this. <laughs> I'm going to say all the cringy things and I don't know how not to. <laughs> but again, I, I want to give props to both you and Cutie. Uh, and I, it's something you and I have wanted to bring onto the show for a long time uh, because it is a very important conversation yeah. to have. Um, as somebody who did OnlyFans at one point in time, uh, versus somebody who is currently actively doing OnlyFans and doing as it in who's a actively viewing OnlyFans, right? <laughs> and Cutie, who is actively like posting it in a public format, um, beautiful work. Yeah, honestly, yes, but it is very one empowering and two fantastic that we had somebody come in and talk about the negatives of it because that is something that is so grotesquely ignored and not just talking about uh, adult formatting media in any means but just the negatives to anything cosplay or anything geeky like everybody always wants to talk about the positives nobody wants to talk about the negatives and in that circumstance it's so massively important to talk about the negatives um and i think cutie just did a fantastic job highlighting some of the things she has to deal with and yep. things you really have to come to terms with if this is going to be a facet of life that you want to like step into and explore because again it was something that i did uh for a chunk of time uh and it negatively impacted our life as an outcome of that and it was something at the time when we were doing it that's not something we even thought about because outside perspective why the fuck does it matter um but yeah, again, Cutie, fan episode was absolutely fantastic. If you guys missed that, go watch it on YouTube. Uh, it truly was a fantastic episode. Um, and again, she just highlighted some very important things about that lifestyle that need to be said because it is sex sells. Um, and unfortunately, I we've met a lot of, um, I don't want to say female cosplayers because I just learned. Yeah, not just female. Yeah, I Sky just actually taught me why female is a derogatory term. So I was trying to come up with the like the the polite like the correct way of saying that. Um, female presenting. The female is just a bad word. You're not supposed to say female. Okay. Um, I'll explain to you that off stream because it's a very okay. dark story. Uh, but yeah. Anyways, it's just it's there and it doesn't get talked about enough. Um, so Bozer was very excited to have you on. You were a fantastic guest. The best. Um, and just. Thanks for coming on. And I know you say thanks for letting you come on. And I'm going to say you are welcome to come anytime. All right. We need to find somebody to raid. <laughs> All right. Well, guys, this was your fake Monday's night geek out sesh where we would normally geek out with amazing people every other Monday night. So come back next week when we geek out with uh, shit, 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 shit. I don't know. That's your department, my man. We geek out with... Um, oh my god! Somebody my wife actually got me in touch with. If you've ever seen any recent episodes of Star Trek, and you might wonder where the models of the Star Trek Enterprise or any of the other ships come through, um, I'm about to talk with the guy who literally is making those. Alright, see, you lost me at Star Trek, because I don't give a shit about Star Trek. But that interests me. Isn't that dope? Am I free next Monday? I hope I'm free. I hope so. Come back.
I'll make sure I'm free. He's next making time. the models. That sounds awesome. Um, he is a modeler and he's been doing it for a long time. And he like won a contest to like be featured in the newer Star Trek. It's it's so cool. I can't wait to get to know him and learn about his story. So come back next week. Uh, T, what are we doing Thursday or Wednesday? Uh, this Wednesday, nothing. Uh, my oldest has Finally. a concert. And um, you know so what? That's family day that day. Uh, but we'll be back on a Thursday. Episode uh, 14. Episode, uh, episode 14. That's wild. 14. It doesn't make sense because we started recording this in April. It does, though, because it tracks. We, we haven't missed a week. 14 of City of Mist. And we are continuing down this rabbit hole. And every time I think we're about to have like a normal shopping episode, nah. T, T won't let that happen. And he has to crank it forward so that the entire world is ending and then we have to deal with it in the best way and i, I really mean that in the best way like it's always exciting oh no you were always exciting saturday that i'm not giving you answers to any of your questions no it means you're just <laughs> postponing those answers and i can't wait to eventually find them on episode 57 yeah i know i haven't i know what the conclusion is i just don't know when the fuck no you don't yes, no I, you don't yes i do you think you do but i already gonna know make what that change. of this show or what of this project will be so he says he says now i plan sometimes may not look like it but no i know you plan i know you plan a lot and i respect and appreciate all of that planning that you do and I respect and appreciate all of you for tuning in each and every week. Thank you. You are our family. Literally, I mean it when you are my safest space in this world. And I cannot express what that means to me. So, on behalf of myself, thank you for being a part of our FGBG family. You guys are kind of okay. And that's it. That's, uh, that's all. <laughs> that's all. Well, until next time. Oh, me? Yeah. I'm Poster. Mondays are your days. I'm T. Oh, we just went two separate places. Oh, did you do it? Well, <laughs> my bad. Oh, yours is fine. Yours took priority. That's okay. Well, okay. And uh, you just We're keep... We're professionals. You guys just keep geeking out. Geeking out. Love you guys. We're going Bye. to Super Snips. Give her some love. Stick around. Hell yeah.